Bonjour. Hallelujah. In pain, yes. For the many people who ask me how I feel, I have pain, but I have more joy, so I don't feel the pain. Joy is covering my pain. And I'm filled with joy to be here this morning with you. And I want to thank you for all the prayer. I, 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 I hear knocking at the windows and the doors around the house, all the prayer coming to our house to me. So thank you for, so much for that. This morning, I want to be here since two months. <laughs> so when I called Pastor Bill last Saturday, I said, I have news for you. I fall on the stair and I broke my rib. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know the pain because he went through that. And he's, he, he all, already prayed that he I will have the same miracle. I will be healed like him from that pain and that broken rib. I said, I will be there next Sunday. Are you sure? Oh, yes, I will be there. If I'm not there, I will be there. Via Skype on my bed, I will be there. I have a message to share with you guys this morning and with me also. Uh, it's an awesome time we are going through here in this church. Uh, I think for me, it's the first time since I've been saved, I hear a message on the real meaning of the Advent. First time I hear since the beginning of the Advent, what is that real meaning? Why we have that celebration and memories about the Advent. And we, we, we are preparing ourselves for Christmas, but the real meaning is not that. And we heard from Pastor Bill, Advent from the Latin word adventum or the Greek word parousia, which means the coming of the Lord. But parousia is not the coming of the Lord at his birth. It's the coming of the Lord with the kingdom, power. The king is coming. That's the meaning of the preparation. And the last one, the last Sundays, which is today, <laughs> the fourth one. And we have read the scripture since 380 after Christ. These scripture from Isaiah has been read all the time. The parousia is coming. Let's walk in the light of the Lord. I'm telling you a truth this morning. The end of the world, everyone who is living on this world right now, the end of the world for every one of us, it's less than 100 years because we will all pass away and we will be at that day of the judgment. Uh, for me, came close last week. <laughs> I could be facing Jesus last week and I came to really 
in that sense, in that knowledge that the time is really close to each one of us. If we are over 50, you, don't, you have less than 35 years. <laughs> I'm 65, <laughs> so I'm very close. We have to realize something. Walking in the light of the Lord is walking in his knowledge. If you put down the first uh, slide, it's about the scripture we heard this morning. Isaiah, Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 2, verse 1 to 4. In the last days, he will teach us his way. You see those scriptures I highlight? In the last days, he will teach us. Are we in the last days? Yes, we are. And we are since 2,000 years in the last days. Remember Jesus said this generation will not pass, that everything will come true? Remember that sentence from Jesus? He was right. Some word he said about Jerusalem passed during his generation. But also all the one who died face everything. Because in heaven there is no time. So that's why our name is already written in the book of life. Even we before we accept the Lord, because in heaven, everything is present. Everything is done. Everything is there. Everything is there. So it means that the time we have, it's only here on earth. But in heaven, there is no time. So we need to walk in the knowledge of the Lord now. Because after that, you will be with the Lord or you will be without the Lord. No other position, <laughs> with or without. So it's time for us this morning to walk in his knowledge, in his light. The second uh, slide is about the last part. Will they train far for war anymore? Let us walk. When Isaiah saw the birth of the Lord, he saw also the coming of the Lord as a king. Because he was somehow in the presence of the Lord in his time. And the time of the Lord, everything is already happened. The birth, the judgment, salvation, lake of fire, everything is done when we are with the Lord. But on earth, he creates some kind of a space, time, so we can have knowledge about the plan of the Lord. 
about the will of the Lord, about the desire of his heart. And the desire of his heart in that time he creates for us is to have the knowledge who we have to follow, to have the knowledge who we have to worship, to have the knowledge where we should put our money, where we should put our time, to have the knowledge of the Lord because we have to be ready at any time. Because the hand of the word for you or for me can be this afternoon, tomorrow, in a week. We don't know. We can have a big disaster and every one of us will be with the Lord. So we have to think, do we have time? Really? We have the time God gives to us. But he can call us back at any time, any moment. I can maybe not even be able to finish my preaching this morning. You will have a problem, <laughs> not me. <laughs> I will be with the Lord. So let us walk for a few moments in that knowledge who is our God. What is desire? He has the most profound desire, the most thing he has for each one of us this morning. If God have to come here and talk to you directly, what he will address this morning to you? I will try with the help of the Holy Spirit to be God for you by my voice and talking to you. That's the privilege we have as a preacher to proclaim God's word in the flesh with our weakness, but with his power. So let's talk about those chapters one and two of Isaiah. It, it's funny, <laughs> I was reading that these verses, these four verses and verses five, let us walk in the light of the Lord is right in the middle of two chapters, one and two, where the Lord is really unhappy about his, his, his people. If you read chapter one, and we will hear part of it, hear me, you heavens, listen, heard, for the Lord has spoken. I reared children and brought them up, but they have rebelled against me. The ox knows his pastors, the donkey its owner's manger, but Israel does not know. My people do not understand. And I have here chapter one, and all these things in yellow <laughs> is reproach about the people. God to the people. In chapter 2, exactly the same thing. If you read 
back home, one and two, I suggest you read that, you will see the Lord is really not happy. But in the midst of all that, he cried out to the, the people by the voice of Isaiah, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. How can we, us humans, try to connect all that? God is angry. He, 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 he's, he's saying, you have been abandoned. I have abandoned you. You are sick. You are under attack. Your territory is burning. You're losing food. You have no blessing at all because of your character, because of your rebellions against me. And then in the middle of all that, he called, come to the mountain and walk in the light of the Lord. When we were in the prayer retreat uh, three weeks, four weeks ago, <laughs> uh, I have an awesome time. I must admit that was my first awesome time among the English prayer retreat. <laughs> I admit my sin <laughs> because I didn't really like to go to the prayer retreat in English. <laughs> I prefer to go in French. I have a good time with my brothers and co-workers and uh, on the in Saint Laurent district. But oh, prayer retreat, Ontario. Oh no, I was glad living in Moncton. So I said, oh, I'm living far, so <laughs> I have excuses not to go. But here in Ottawa, I have no excuses <laughs> not to go. So I said, yeah, I will go. And I've been really blessed. I've been, uh, the Lord brought me that moment, and I spent three days with him. I have been fast also. I stay in the bed instead of having breakfast. <laughs> I, one, well, I didn't have a lunch because I went back to my room and I didn't mention nothing. Now you know. <laughs> but I have a good time with my Lord. And the, 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 the verses who was the, uh, the leading, leader, how can I say that? The verses who lead us to the prayer meeting, it was a verse uh, in Exodus 33. So we will read that one. Exodus 33. Then the Lord said to Moses, leave this place, you and the people you brought up out of Egypt, and go up to the land I promises on hold to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants. Now God is saying here to Moses, I made a promise to Abraham. And here is the time to fulfill that promise. Leave this place and go with the people to that promised land. I will send an angel before you and drive out the Canaanite, Amorite, Hittite, 
Perizet, Ivet, and Jizbizet. That's French translation. <laughs> Go up to the land flowing with milk and honey, but I will not go with you because you are a stiff, naked people and I might destroy you on the way. Ooh. I make a promise to Abraham. It's time now to fulfill that promise. You will go with the people, but I will not go with you because if I go, I will destroy every one of you. So God love us. I don't want to destroy it. So he said, I will not go. <laughs> it's not a, a good word to hear because the people, they are walking with the Lord, but the Lord said, I will not go with you. You are a stiff-necked people. And if we remember the story, Moses said, if you don't come with us, let us not go. Moses knew God better than every one of us, I think. It, oh, no, God, it's not you. Oh, no, I know you. It's not you. You give a promise, but you also say that I will be with you. I remember when I was on that mountain, I see that burning bush, <laughs> and I did not want to go <laughs> to talk to the people about you. And you said, go, I will be with you. And now you say, you will be not with us. No, 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 it's not you. I know you, God. So God said, because you ask, I will go. Awesome. And Moses said to God, show me your glory. So probably I stepped uh, one or two slides to help my friends over there. The next one is about what I just said. Verse 17, and the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. Then Moses said, now show me your glory. And the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you and I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. And I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Now I want to ask you now to really focus at what God said to Moses when he asked to show the glory. Sometimes us people, we want to see the glory of the Lord. What do we expect? 
if we have that? Miracles? Most of us, North American people, we want to see miracles. <gasps> and when we hear miracles happen, oh, the glory of the Lord was there. Is that true? Well, I'm from Patakosol. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we call the glory of the God when we see the power of the God, of our God. But here is not talking about power. He's talking about goodness. Look again. I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you. And I will proclaim, I will proclaim my name. God proclaiming his name. So try now to see the scene. You are there in the rock, hidden, and God is passing is goodness. And you hear him saying, the Lord is good. The Lord is awesome. The Lord is the Lord. The Lord is the one who have mercy. The Lord is the one who provide. The Lord is the one who heal. The Lord is the one who call you. The Lord is the one who loves you. He's saying that. He's proclaiming himself the name of the Lord. And Moses go through the goodness. Now, remember, the Lord said, I will not go because if I go, I will kill you. Now the Lord changed his mind, apparently. He said, I will go with you. <laughs> Why is, is he is able to come with us? Why do you think he is able to be here today? Because we are like these people. We have stick necks. We are rebellious. We seek other things than him. We sin. Are we like them? We are like them. So if God come here, he could kill us. But he won't. Why? Because he gave us a revelation here. Goodness of God. The goodness of God prevent himself to kill us to destroy us in the midst of our sins and rebellious and seeking everything except him. Even if we are declaring we have his son or his daughter. The goodness of the Lord is our salvation. The goodness of the Lord is our protection. The goodness of the Lord is our strength. The goodness of the Lord is our joy. The goodness of the Lord is our love for him. 
the goodness of the Lord is everything we need to be with him. Without the goodness of the Lord, we cannot be with him. Even if we, he loved us. Because if he loved us, he will visit them. If he loved us, he will love us. But he will not bring us in heaven if we are a sinner. The true love is to be, is to be good. The goodness of the Lord is the one, is, is that, it, help me, Lord. The goodness of the Father is the character that brings us in heaven with him. That's the goodness. Sometimes we think it's a love. No, it's the goodness. The, the higher character of God who will bring the glory of God is the goodness. It's because God is good that he is ready to forgive us. It's because God is good that he sent Jesus. Now you could understand why Jesus said one day to people, oh, you are good, Jesus. No, only Father is good. Because Jesus, as a man, he took our place, and as men, we are not good. Only God is good. Because only goodness can save us. It's, it, it is written that God so loved the world that he sent, but the loving of the God has been acting through the goodness of his character. It's because he is good he loves. I love my kids and my grandkids. Even if I have pain, I play on the <laughs> floor with them. And Esther look at me and said, Dad, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> I love them. But I'm not always good, even if I love them. I love my wife. But I'm not always good. But if I could have the goodness of the Lord in me, I will love everyone. I pray that the Holy Spirit now will working in you and your brain. Thank you, Lord. I will not say it. <laughs> It's between me and you, okay? I pray that he will make a revelation, revolution, changing deep in your heart, and you can come to know the goodness of the Lord. I think during that prayer meeting, I touched the goodness of the Lord. 
for three days. And I find out for the first time, I'm saved because he is good and not because he loved me. He loved me because he is good. He healed me because he is good. He provides for me because he is good. And he loved me because he is good. And his eyes is on us because he is good. Now, knowing that God is good, how we will respond to him. For me, it has been a change since these weeks. I'm not trying to change myself with the love. Oh, that God loved me. I should love God so I will not do this thing, do this anymore. I will not do this anymore because I love. I change that now. I will not do this because I want to be good also with God. I need God to give me his goodness in me. And I realize that the character I have, I like to serve people. Juliet and I, we are both the same. We like to serve people. And we serve people not because we love them. We, I just find that it's because we have the goodness of God in us. We love to help because we have the goodness of God in us. Now, these parousia, preparation for the coming of the Lord, from his goodness now, he is asking us to stop to be rebellious. He is asking us to stop to run after all kind of thing. He is asking us to stop to see the good thing we are doing. Because here in North America, we really, we really ourselves more on the money, the job, the, the good things coming out of our job, the good things coming out of all the good relation. We are politically correct with each one because we collect also from each people. So we are pride. And we don't really on God. And I will tell you why we don't really on God. Because if you fall stare like I did, the first thing you will think is calling the ambulance. True? Why? Because our mind has been set the help is from the ambulance. The help is from the doctor. The help is from the, my job. The help is from the 
Reae. The money we will get when we'll be 65. The pension. The help is from the neighbors or the good friends. No. The help is from God. All these things, it's okay to have. Second, not first. So when it happened, the first thing Simon said, because I think I fear my son. No, my son has fear or something like that. I, <laughs> he, he was really white. <laughs> Let's call the ambulance. I said, no. Leave me alone. Give me time. <laughs> the first thing I did, you can ask the witness, my wife, as soon I fall, fraction of second, I start to pray in town. Is it true, honey? Because I have the gift of tongue. I know when I pray in tongue, I pray directly to God. First thing I did, pray in tongue. Second thing I did, give me time. Examine my body. Third thing, Simon, come and touch, find out if the rib is going through my skin. <laughs> Fourth thing, call the ambulance. No, call, don't call the ambulance, I'm okay. I will go with my wife to the hospital. Now, God is talking to you. Who is first in your life? The parousia is coming. The judge is coming. We will not go to the other slide, okay? <laughs> I will talk about some slides. Don't move the slides yet. You will go to the last one when I say, okay? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we were in a staff meeting uh, talking, and uh, Eliezer was, was the one who addressed us a word. And he was talking about that church in Revelation where Jesus said, you are nor hot or cold. And I'm about to spill out you from my mouth. Go and buy refined gold. It's awesome. And Pastor Bill said, what could be the refined gold we have to buy? What is the meaning of that? The salvation is free. We don't buy the salvation. But we have to buy something. Faith without action is dead. The thing we have to buy, buy, it's our action. It takes strength to obey the Lord. So we need to buy from Jesus refined gold. The only 
perfect refined gold I find in the scripture, it's Jesus himself. So Jesus, by his goodness, he saved me. But I have to buy now from Jesus his goodness. It means that I have to work for it. I have to make decision. I have to flee from the sin. I have to buy from Jesus the strength, this presence, and all that. We all also heard about these ten uh, virgins, five foolish and five wise one the foolish one did not have oil what is the oil the oil it's something we buy from Jesus his presence now buying it means cost something it cost me to be a disciple it cost me something to follow Jesus it costs me something to obey. It costs me something to step out of my flesh and come to church. Every one of you, you have paid something to come here because it costs something to you to come here. So buying the refined gold, it means that I am ready to pay the price to be with Jesus every day of my life. It costs something to my brother to admit his sin in front of the church. And he has been forgiven. Right? It costs something to be a disciple. It costs something to be with Jesus. Now, the thing I'm always thinking for my home life with Jesus, will he say to me, when the parvisia will be for me the time, when I passed away, the paradisia is there. <laughs> Will he say, come, good servant, or I don't know you? That's the question I pray that the Holy Spirit would put in your heart today. Because we just went through four weeks of Parousia mindset. Jesus, the judge, coming back. And it could be coming back for you than sooner you think. So today, I make a call to you. And I make a call to the uh, worship team to be prepared. <laughs> During the last song, I would like each one of us just to take a time with our God and the goodness of our God. Don't think 
God do not want to talk to you. Don't think God do not want to you to come closer to him. Do not think that. Cast out these thoughts. Cast out because you said, I'm not worthy because I realized I, I was lukewarm. God still good. And out of his goodness, he will transform us. And he will also move us from the lukewarm character to the fresh character of the hot character. Passionate. Well, both of them refreshing for others, but also passionate for the Lord. Every one of us. We are called this morning to have a time. And during the time you can come, worship team, and during the time of that song, you have enough time to connect with Jesus, your lovers, and the one who is good with every one of us. The last scripture is what I suggest to you. So I say, Walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desire of the flesh. 